Welcome back, Travel Biz CEO listeners, to season two. We are so excited to be here today, and we are kicking off this season by talking about groups, group travel, and how do you sell groups. Look, a lot of people out there in the industry are struck by what we like to call the good idea fairies, okay? They want to sell group travel, and so we say, okay, start a travel Facebook group and just sell in there. Or find a joint venture opportunity with a winery or a pickleball group. Or build amazing trips and just tell people to come with you. Or just spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. That will sell your group trips. And the fact of the matter is none of that works. None of it works well. So what does work? That's the topic of today's episode, as well as the topic for our Get Your Group On workshop with KTA Adventures. KTA Adventures is our brand new workshop series with a slight twist. It's a travel workshop where you get to experience a premier supplier, have the opportunity to learn directly from the KTA leadership team, and have just a lot of fun in the process. Because the fact of the matter is, there's a better way to sell groups. Selling groups isn't just about chasing a high commission check. That's just a bonus. Selling groups is about using your passion for building communities, combining it with an affinity, and letting people share their love of their affinity through travel. And that's what allows you to build a steady stream of income. So for our very first KTA Adventure Series, we are going to Costa Rica. And let me tell you what, guys, this is part fam, part workshop, part just amazing travel adventure. But it's not your mama's fam. You're going to get firsthand experience with a location and supplier that specializes in groups. We are going to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk and show you on location how to sell a supplier like this and how to sell a trip just like this. We are going to start each day with a working breakfast, and then we'll spend the day experiencing the supplier through the eyes of the traveler, and then you'll work one-on-one with me to refine your marketing for this trip and future trips. You'll have all the opportunity to learn because the best learning doesn't happen when you're chained to a desk. We're going to take the best of both worlds, an education workshop where you'll do an opportunity to get your hands dirty and walk away with real life experience, templates, swipe files, and everything else that you'll need to turn around and grow your group business where you get to be the group leader. So enjoy the episode. And for more information, check out the link in the show notes. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. 
and all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. to season two of the Travel Biz CEO. I am Crystal. I am the marketing coach of Kinship Travel Academy, and I'm joined here by Ashley and Wendy, and I'll let them reintroduce themselves for this season. Hi, welcome back to this second season of the Travel Biz CEO podcast. I'm Ashley Meadows-McCoy. I'm the uh, business operations integrator, whatever you want to call it these days, um, coach of <laughs> travel, Kinship Travel Academy. Wendy. Oh, and now they're looking at me, yeah. so it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Wendy Goop, and I am the mindset part of uh, this trio, and welcome back to season two. Yay! Yay! So, one of the hot topics in the travel industry, and it has been for some time is group travel. And traditionally, we hear group travel taught in a couple of different ways. One is the um, joint venture agreement, go find somebody, give them and some incentive to partner with you as the travel advisor, take them on a tour. The other one is affinity travel, very similar idea. But what we see more and more in the industry is travel advisors that come into the industry wanting to lead group travel. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is you get a travel advisor who is very excited. They put a lot of work into creating this beautiful itinerary. They partner with a supplier. They get all gussied up and ready to go, and they announce the trip. And then what happens? Nothing. <laughs> There's crickets. crickets. Total crickets. And I, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, yeah. I think it's. I think it's actually more common than not. Mm -hmm. And then we get very discouraged. And we have had this conversation behind the scenes. Really, there is a formula and there is a way to sell group travel successfully, but it's not widely taught in our industry. And so that's the topic of today's podcast and the topic of our first KTA Adventures trip, which is a brand new workshop series that we are promoting at Kinship Travel Academy. And the title of this workshop is Get Your Group On. And just real quickly, the reason why the way we teach it is not commonly taught is we don't pretend to have a silver bullet solution, a quick get-rich scheme solution. Um, it takes some time, it takes some consistency, it takes some build-up. Um, and so this is the real, we're, we're being totally real with you, so buckle your seat belts <laughs> and get ready for a real dose of reality. But the nice thing about it is it works, you just have to trust in the process and give it time. And we know it works because you did it, didn't you, Wendy? 
Yes. <laughs> this is the framework for Rebel on the Go. This was the framework yeah. that Serendipitous Traveler was doing. And that's why we mm-hmm. teach it this way, because we know that this is how you do it. Right. So, Yeah, and it, it ties in beautifully for a travel advisor who has a niche that, um, that they are passionate about. In my case, it was the concept of transformational travel for midlife women. It was serendipitous traveler. It was the need for girlfriend getaways. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, I know it's been successfully done for individuals who like, um, who, who are, uh, play tennis and, and actually <laughs> play tennis or um, for affinity groups, say military groups. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. And I think the first thing that is often overlooked is it helps if, you are leading a group or organizing a group or creating um, a community. It's, and then the group, when I say group, I actually mean a community before a travel experience, but a community that you are actively or passionately involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I always find it funny some, every now and then to hear about the teetotaler who wants to do wine groups. And while it's possible to do, um, it, it can mean a lack of passion for the for there's, this particular subject. There's a there's an obvious disconnect there, right? Right. And, right. and and that idea of like going out and finding your pickleball group if you have no idea what pickleball is, but yeah. you just heard some other travel advisor had success in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't necessarily work that way. Yeah, and 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 it works that same way. I know that you know I want to do golf trips, but I wouldn't know a, a driver from a putter. Um, it just you know there's something about authentically and genuinely being passionate about something. I mean, I remember early on hearing about a square dancer travel advisor who just wanted to do something with square dancers, um, which is fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, you speak the language, mm-hmm. and then putting together a community, and it does help that you know Facebook has definitely made it easier to create communities of people, mm-hmm. um, and if you have a community of people that, and you're all passionate, you're not necessarily selling travel all the time. You're selling the passion for whatever it is. You know, if it is a golf trip, you are talking about, oh my God, I got a new driver. I'm so excited. Or did you play this golf course or whatever, you know, what do you wear on the guy? I don't know. Any number of different topics that are related to the affinity that may have absolutely nothing to do with travel. Mm-hmm. And you're also building, you know, if you're, if it's genuine, if it's authentic, you build the no like, and trust a lot faster than just kind of randomly saying, you know, here's, I want to. Yeah, here's yeah. the here's the destination because when you're building a community to sell to sell to, because mm-hmm. ultimately that is what we want to do. We want to build a steady stream of income, and a group business is a great way of doing that. But the affinity is the focus, not the travel. And you're gonna you have the desire to share the love of your niche. So mm-hmm. in my in my instance, it was girlfriend getaways. And the passion was to take care of women who needed a break from their families to go on a girlfriend getaway. Mm-hmm. That was the passion. That was the niche. That was the whole driving force behind the serendipitous squad, behind the community that I built. 
very, very little was focused on travel. It was focused on the problems that the person was facing. It was focused on other things that other things because your clients are multifaceted people. They're nuanced people. Mm-hmm. They are not singularly focused. I think that's hard for travel advisors to remember sometimes too because we we're think, not we are singularly fo- focused on traveling. <laughs> yeah, we think we think travel all day every day all the time. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, bright and shiny, you know, squirrel syndrome of, you know, this Uniworld cruise and this African safari and just assume everybody else eats, breathes, and sleeps, travel just like we do. And is excited to hear about it all the time. But the fact of the matter is that's not true for your client. Your client really only focuses on travel maybe one week out of the year. And the rest of the time their their lives are focused on their kids, on their families, on uh, their pets on their jobs on local politics <laughs> yeah all of the other things that they're worried about and so building a community that focuses on those things that's how you build the no like trust factor that's how you pull that together so what does a successful group look like that's kind of the first area that you're going to kind of look at for you for you what is your definition of a successful group in the group, it meaning a community. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you decide I want to I want to settle into a group's business, um, that's the first question that you really need to be asking yourself. Like what? And it, it and this is for those again that want to lead group trips. Mm-hmm. I want to be the leader of a group. I want to go take this trip. Think less about the trip. So think less about your Italian. <clears throat> culinary adventures, even though that might be a really big part of it, I want you to think about the participants in the group. What's their affinity? What's bringing them to the table? Who do you want and who do you not want to be at that table with you in Tuscany? It's a really good question to ask because I could think of nothing more miserable than selling out a group trip and hating every minute of it. (laughs) And and leading them. And leading them there. And now you're like obligated to be there, you know, smiles on. It wouldn't lead for very much repeat business for you because it would just be a terrible experience if you had this rude man sitting at your table yelling at you the whole time, (laughs) profanity. It would just be horrible. So you have to know who, who, who do you want at that table? Who is the makeup of that group? How big? How small? How much money do you want to make from all of this? These are all questions to be asking before you even start to sell. And one thing that um, there are a number, there are different ways to go about creating a community. One way, excuse me, definitely is on the online space, something like a Facebook group. And that does, um, with the exception probably of running ads to an IFO, which is a whole other topic, to get people into your group, there, you know, there, it's, it's, it's actually a low entry point. In terms of, there's really no cost involved. There are other options. I know of travel advisors who have successfully created meetup groups. Mm -hmm. And post-pandemic, people are desperately interested in meeting. And that is, yeah, meeting up. Some more so than others. I'm pretty happy being home. (laughs) And there are great opportunities with that. It's possible, you know, if you have a great local bookstore and you want to do something you know, want to do 
mobile book clubs where you travel and read and talk about or whatever, you know, there are opportunities to partner, whether it is wine stores or golf courses or whatever it is, depending on what your specialty or what your, um, your passions and interests are. So it's really also deciding where you want to focus your energy and your attention. And it does not have to be a Facebook group. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's it does a good not, point. You know. I think that people hear of travel agents having success with a Facebook group, so they run and they open a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If, unless you have a strategy mm-hmm. in play with that group. So, again, unless you know what this group needs to look like, who are the people that you want in this group, what it is going to be the driving force around mm-hmm. it, the group will be unsuccessful because you won't show up in the algorithm because you're not posting enough. You don't have enough of the right mm-hmm. imagine in the group, I guess is the only way I can think of mm-hmm. to say it. And a lot of people think, oh, that will be the easy thing to do, or these meetups will be hard. None of it's easy. No, none of it is easy, but there's nothing especially easy about, and I can attest the fact, you know, I did a Facebook group because we were stationed overseas. I had no other choice. Now, and and I realized that going into it. So I was I had no problems setting aside time every single day to post and be and be present. And you know, it's easy to outsource and this this I think may be getting in the weeds, but I'll just quickly finish my thought. But it's easy to outsource posts to a page or posts to Instagram. When you're actually in a group, they want to see your face. They want to have that experience like you have at a meetup where you're all going hiking or something. Yeah, and that's, again, that's what builds the know, like, and trust. And so to reiterate here too, that means going live in your group. That means that means showing up live in your group via video, makeup off, in all your warts and everything, in your in your group, talking about things beyond just selling to mm-hmm. them all the time. Because if people feel like they're sold to all the time, they will quickly jump ship. So it's, again, working at building that affinity, building that community with one another. And then the second point is it takes time. Mm-hmm. It, this is a long game strategy we will I don't I don't I think yes I definitely agree though I will add that the more sweat equity you put into it the faster you can turn things around also if you add fuel to the you know fire and again you have an IFO that run but you know these are actually things we get we'll get into and uh, get your group on the the more the, if you have a great IFO that leads to getting people and you run ads and anyway there's other tactics to use but it does it's not something that you wake up unless you spend gobs of money on Facebook ads and who really anyway <laughs> well and it's, the thing is is that that's an effective strategy for a corporate yeah. travel agency but I would think for the majority of at home based travel agents. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why it's important to start the foundation. Mm-hmm. How much money do you want to make? Right. What is it that you're trying to get out of this? And now backwards plan from there. Sure. Because if the idea is that I need to immediately make an income, I need to immediately get my you know, business off the ground, this is probably leading group trips is going to be something that's going to come into 
the strategy of your travel business mm -hmm. much, much later down the road. Correct. For those that are new to the industry, you if you're needing immediate income, you either need to pivot to a strategy like a destination wedding or something like that where you have a more immediate Well, and I, I do think that creating a community, as long as you have the forward thought about where you're looking to go, and that's why, you know, we always suggest looking – you know, doing the, the looking ahead, the year, the three years, the five years, even the 10 years down the road, because creating a community doesn't, pre, it, it doesn't preclude you from getting individual travel groups. business. Yeah. Even before groups, that's definitely, that doesn't preclude that at all. Um, and I know, you know, I did use the IFO Facebook ad strategy in my group. And it, in a, and it did, in a short period of time, um, definitely bump things up, very much so. The numbers, it, it just in terms of the people who, the, gr the group grew exponentially. Well, the other benefit of building a community that's not solely based on travel is, as we've seen over the last year and a half, <laughs> you can actually yeah. provide a service to your community when travel is all but completely stopped because of some dare I say the name, force that's totally out of your control happens and stops yeah. travel. Um, you know, people who have a community for, I don't know, middle-aged empty nesters can still provide a service of, mm -hmm. like, you know, bringing in outside experts in, you know, marriage counseling, you know, health, retirement mm -hmm. planning, whatever. Um, and there are ways to monetize that, too, to whether... Yes the storms. So mm -hmm. there's a benefit in having a diversified, yep. you know, foundation at least in your business as well. Exactly. There's exactly. a huge benefit to that. And I also want to say, Wendy said, I grew my group fast. That was not a fast process of growing your group. Well, you, you, the creating Wendy's IFO was a summit, which is, takes a lot of legwork mm -hmm. and front sure, work to sure. put together. And then she successfully put a lot of money in ads and invested the time and money to do that. Sure. So you accelerated so, okay. it a bit. But I think we have to define what fast is. Mm -hmm. And in an entrepreneurial world, and that's actually a very interesting question, what is fast? In my mind, when I, I did the summit, it launched, <laughs> it ended March 1st, 2020. <laughs> and my intent, the whole purpose of the summit was to launch a trip that was supposed to run in um, September of 2020. Yeah, that didn't happen. In the middle of you moving from Cuba to Oh, Maryland. exactly. That exactly. Yeah. In the pandemic. Yes. Um, so, yeah, actually, in some of the summit, you can hear the Packers and the ripping of tape. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it launched March, and I started, I, I ran ads, I but the group grew by... Over, I mean, in the matter of a couple months, it grew. It grew by over a thousand people. Mm -hmm. well, so and, and I think it's a matter of, and that is fast. I think the other thing is, it's not what you did was not easy. Oh, that's oh, okay. Fast and oh easy. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. And and I think that there's a whole. That was the point of my comment mm -hmm. about sweat equity. Um, what I even did with the summit didn't was not. It was not expensive at all. Mm -hmm. And again, except for Facebook ads 
it, it really um, was, there was no financial burden, um, but it, it took time. And yes, yes, there was a ton of sweat, sweat equity. As entrepreneurs, I tend to think that generally comes with the, yeah. the, the territory. And we probably should just talk about it more. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I want to say, too, like, the other thing that's cool about what Wendy did with her, because I can summit, she fully leveraged her years of experience as an event planner to conceptualize that. And so that's something we forget also as travel entrepreneurs, because often we're entering this new career mm. and sort of feel like idiots and we don't know what we don't mm. know. But there's nothing saying you can't leverage other skills that you have in the Mm -hmm. past to create things and to uplift your community like one of the ICs on my team is a certified occupational therapy assistant Mm -hmm. and she's been doing that for years and she is doing that part-time right now while she grows her travel business and she's in the process of beginning a community that serves older generations that have mobility issues and she's going to create a whole community around this using her previous experience and not like shoving travel down people's throats but that is going to be a feature and a benefit of being in her community Mm -hmm. it kind of goes back to what does a successful group look like um, and how can you authentically connect with them Mm -hmm. and that's one thing to consider as well Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's more about the actual person that you want to work with. That goes beyond suppliers. That goes beyond destinations. Really, um, yeah, yeah. Because so the the bottom line is when you build when you put in the sweat equity to build mm-hmm. these communities, community leaders fill groups because mm-hmm. when it does come yeah. time to announce the group. People know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. They have seen you show up on a regular basis. They know what you do for a Mm -hmm. living. And now they want to travel with Wendy. Mm -hmm. When Wendy was ready to announce Virgin Voyages was launching, and, oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh, we're so excited, she was able to sell. I was able to fill a group. She was able Mm -hmm. to fill that. She was able to fill a group with Virgin Voyages. When, When we announce oh my gosh, we're going to do a girlfriend getaway and we're going to go mm-hmm. do a wellness trip. Those trips can sell, but it takes the time. And it and it and there's certain milestones that you have to hit. And we're mm-hmm. going to go into that, into the Get Your Group on workshop. But there are milestones that you have to hit along the way, but it is all about building mm-hmm. the relationships. But that's the bottom line. Community leaders, if you can position yourself as a community leader, dare I say an influencer, um, a travel leader, you fill groups. Travel agents that just push random itineraries to cold audiences get crickets. Yeah. I just want to touch about, I consider myself to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. No, not, you know, <laughs> within my Excuse world. Excuse me. I didn't know. <laughs> well, uh, Within, I, should, I should be acting differently around No, you shouldn't. Well, well, you're actually, you're a member. Can of, I do anything for a man? <laughs> well, <laughs> well you could get me trying, a free sarong. I know. What I'm, but what I'm trying to say is just that I don't see it as being, you know, it's not, and, and, and I'm an influencer 
not to suppliers or the general public. I am an influencer to the people in my world. And what does that mean? That if someone in Rebel on the Go has a question about any number of things, and I actually ended up making the subtle or not so subtle change during the pandemic from being Rebel on the Go travel to, for, to being more Rebel on the Go about transformational travel mm -hmm. to just transformational experiences. Mm -hmm. So if we want to talk about, you know, any number of different um, things. It doesn't have to be about travel. And the people in the group feel comfortable that I either, I, if even if I don't have an answer, I can get it for them about something that is so influencers is as much being experts. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where it kind of, you know, I'm not necessarily the dingy young girl who eh, eh, go by, go stay here. No, you know, if I'm doing what? anyway i know i'm sorry i don't know i'm well, sorry yeah <laughs> one and we've talked about this in a previous podcast episode too so go back and listen to uh, season okay. one but the but you're right i think that you're an influencer in the community and so when you do suggest a type of travel a brand of a trip a virgin voyage cruise your community knows that that's something, if Wendy likes it, I'm going to like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you've built this, yeah. um, again, this homogenous, very like-minded community of mm -hmm. your people. Yeah. Which yes. goes back to another episode we did, to be political or not, you have to just be authentic. So that yes. the people in your community know what they're getting into. Because if you just like did a complete 180 on them from your marketing to who you really are. Yeah. That trust is completely gone. Yeah. If you were a super delicate debutante and you tried to take them to the drag queen breakfast on Virgin Voyages, <laughs> they <laughs> might be a little bit surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were just like who we are, <laughs> drag queen brunch seems just like, completely, course. Yeah, <laughs> completely on the yeah. it's That seems well, like a little on the nose. And, you know, I did, at one point, I did try in the group to do, you know, weekly deals. And I got a few very not too nice messages from basically, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I was going to try this and, and it didn't fly. Yeah. So, and again, I, 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 I said, sorry, we're not doing that then. And yeah. And that's, that's a good point, too, yeah. because in your groups, as you're building your community, you're going you to make things. mistakes. You're yeah. going to try things. Things will fail. Things will fall flat. Yep. I did that in Serendipitous Traveler. I mm -hmm. was coming out to do, like, weekly tips and things, and it really just kind of fell flat. You'll start to get a feel for your audience and mm -hmm. what they want. That's, you know, the research that you do with them. And kind of, again, start to let the conversation organically go where it needs to go. And as yeah. long as you like the direction it's going then you just feed more of those drivers. Mm-hmm. Totally. For sure. I love it when you agree with me at the end of and all so of these. And so when we do our <laughs> workshops, we, you know, we talk about this same philosophy and, and what we just discussed is very much the reason behind our workshop. But mm -hmm. we go, we have it structured every day. We, we break it down into a different topic. It's very structured. From the concept to sort of the operations side to... KTA Adventures is our brand new adventure series that is part, it's a travel workshop experience with a slight twist. It is an opportunity for you to experience a premier supplier that specializes in groups. 
you get the opportunity to learn directly from us in a mini mastermind setting mm -hmm. and have a little bit of fun in the process. We'll a lot of fun. A lot of fun in the process. Currently, uh, we're in New Orleans not having any fun. I can't eat anymore. Workshopping this. Yeah. <laughs> And so each day starts out with a working breakfast where we cover all of this and more in a much more structured environment. Participants will have the opportunity to uh, come, learn, work it, and get a little bit practical hands-on experience and walk away with templates, swipe files, worksheets, workbooks, checklists, and a framework on how to get your group on and sell out <laughs> group right. trips like a boss. So mm -hmm. if you'd like more information about that, there's a link in the show notes. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, thanks for welcoming us back. We're yeah. here for season two. Be sure to subscribe and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, travel advisors. You are listening to the travel biz CEO podcast by kinship travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-up and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry.